every single action that you have ever taken started as a thought. So when you change the way you think, you will change the way you act, and you will change the way you live. That is hyper-conscious. No matter what you're going through right now or ever have gone through, the only way your life changes is if you change first. That is what we are here to help you do. A huge shout-out to our friend and mentor, David Meltzer of the Playbook Podcast, for sponsoring this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of the Hyperconscious Podcast. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode where we sat down and talked about dealing with being misunderstood. Today, for episode number 369, we are going to reflect on the top five most liked, loved, and listened to episodes that we have done and look at those from a new perspective. We're always learning, we're always growing. So the topics that we've talked about before, we can probably go into at a deeper level now. Also, <laughs> what are you smirking about? If you are listening to us, we are in the new studio. So go check us out on YouTube because the studio will evolve as we do. But right now we have our nice wood wall. We're going to get the TVs installed this weekend. So if you do not follow us on YouTube, go look at us. So the top five most popular episodes. <clears throat> what we did is we went and looked at our analytics and saw what were the most popular episodes, and we wanted to give our new perspective on each. So I'll just hammer all five, and then we'll go line item by line item. Number 260, which is the first one, this is episode 260, was on using your intuition. Yes. That's the highest hitter. Number 280, which is number two, is on insecurities and how to stop hiding from them. And then number 261, episode number 261, was the number one thing holding you back, which is belief. <clears throat> Number 265 was showing warmth versus showing strength. Love that topic. And then number 268 is why you should love money. Those are the highest hitting episodes as of late. And not we wanna, counting the guests. Yes, not counting the guest reps. And uh, we want to give our new take on each. All right, so let's start with using your intuition, yeah. obviously. What, I mean, that was 110 episodes ago. Crazy. 120 episodes ago almost. What... Have you learned recently about that? About your intuition. I think what I've learned recently is that if you don't create silence between the notes and take time in solitude, I don't think you're going to be able to leverage your intuition. And I also say this recently, it's, this is a very cool thing. So we've learned a lot in the last 110 yeah. or so episodes. Oh, yeah. One of the things I've learned is that you actually can't trust your intuition under two circumstances from my perspective. If you don't choose in advance what you actually want, not necessarily what you believe you can get, but what you actually want, your intuition is not going to guide you towards that. So that's number two. Num uh, number one. Number two is if you're in a fearful, unresourceful state, I don't believe you can trust your intuition because your intuition, mass basically it's fear disguised as intuition. Yeah. You know, and I think that those are the two main takeaways. What about you? I, that's kind of it for me, like because you, you and I were talking about that, and it's like you can kind of only really trust your intuition when you're being abundant, because if you're being scarce, you're listening to the voice that's telling you to stay safe more than anything, or like fix the problem. The machine, right? You're, yeah, you're listening more to the machine than anything else. I think that, I think it takes practice to use your intuition, for sure, um, but I also think that you have to have a goal set. Right? Like if you have a, a goal of doing something, your intuition is going to hone in on those things versus like what's the, how are you going to develop an intuition if you're just kind of going through your day to day? 
Like intuition should point you in the right direction. It should point you towards the right answer. It's like your inner compass. Yeah, and that so your compass is based on your journey, right? Right. If you're gonna go north, you gotta go to you know nowhere north is. Right. Okay. I think the other thing to say about this as well, and I think we talked about this in the episode. This studio that we're in right now, at one point, Kevin and I talked about wanting a studio. It's just weird, like isn't this. It? It's a little yeah, weird it's, recording. It's crazy. It? Yeah, it's very much. And that's yeah. what I was smirking about, by the way, because I'm so like, <laughs> I'm like a little kid right now. Like, oh my God, we made our dreams come true. <laughs> um, but at one point, that was just a GPS destination plugged in advance. Yeah. And, and you know, if we were to look back and reflect and connect the dots on all the things that had to happen to make this real, it's like, you, you mentioned this on your story post yesterday when you were setting up the studio. I had already left. And you basically said, like, if we'd only shot for a studio, we might not have ever gotten to the studio. The studio is one pit stop along the way towards something far bigger. Yeah. And so I think true desire of the heart, setting a true north in advance, it's, I guess, the things that you think you want along the way that maybe aren't as big of a dream allow your biggest dream to put you on a journey where the pit stops are those things you want, if that makes sense. Yeah. So this studio is one pit stop along the journey of having the most successful personal development podcast in the world. That's, that's the dream. This is a byproduct of that dream. Right. And it, it's all things that we want, but I think that's another piece. And the person's place is things and ideas that we needed to be exposed to to get us here. I believe that's the law of attraction, really, so... It's weird being here in the studio. Isn't it? Yeah. And it, like, I love it. I think it's awesome. But it's just weird. It's different. It's a little echoey. It's definitely echoey. We're going <laughs> to we're gonna fix that. We're going to put up some uh, some noise canceling stuff. Yeah. But it's just, it's strange. It's interesting. Okay. Uh, 280. So number two on the top five. Number 280, insecurities and why you should stop hiding from them. I think more now than ever, it's one of like, whether it's insecurity or vulnerability, they're kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm it's that hump you have to get over. Like you think about it, you think about it, you think about it, you think about it. And like when you say, okay, um, that's something I'm going to talk about, it gets easier. And like I believe this more than ever, there's a reason that Natalie Hodson, yeah. she spoke at Influencer. Yep. Right? She Something happened. She like peed herself or something at a photo shoot. Yep. And she leaned into that mm-hmm. because how, like I think she had a child not long before that, yep. right? And how many people deal with that issue? Right. A lot of people. And she talked about it and now she is probably in, due, in large part where she is due to that. Yes. Because she's very open, she's very honest, she's transparent, she's authentic. She leaned into her insecurity and realized like there's other people that deal with this. Right. And now she's, obviously she was already who she is, but I mean, I, I think that you're not alone when you admit your insecurity. Right. And I think a lot of people think of their insecurities as these things that'll be there forever. They might to some degree, but like not, it'll be a lesser degree if you continue to work on them. <laughs> I had a, a piece of hair on the mic tickling my beard. I'm sorry. Back in person, man. Back in person. Uh, Keep going. I'm that's sorry. it, man. That's all I have. That's all. <laughs> so insecurities stop hiding from them. So what's, a, what's an insecurity? I guess, what's your new take on that? Because... It's interesting because facing our insecurities has become such a normal part of our life. Yeah, but I, my, my new take is they're probably never going to go away all the way. Right. If I had to guess, they probably won't go all the way away because you go home. I said that recently. Like when you get unresourceful, you go home. You're probably going to get insecure or you're going to ego up probably. So I remember at one point you were insecure about your ability to sell coaching for 50 bucks a week. Yes. And now you're charging, you know, upwards of $2,000 for your podcast agency. 
and you're going through that same insecurity yeah. of imposter syndrome at a, just at a different level. And so that's kind of, I think, what you mean about going home. It's like, I haven't seen you scarce like that in a while because you have a big potential opportunity on the table. And it's cool because it's the same root cause of insecurity, but it's a bigger playing field. It's almost, well, it's, it's different though because I was very, very confident. So like just high level, I would have gotten a $4,000 check for you know, X amount of work. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I want more than that. I think, I'm, I think I'm worth more than that. And in that moment when I'm feeling abundant, it's like, that's easy. That's an easy choice. Yeah. But then when you think like, ah, did I make a mistake there? Then it's kind of like, okay, maybe I shouldn't have done that. And then you start questioning yourself and then you get insecure about like, am I as good at this as I thought? Like then you start to question yourself. Right. You know, so I think it's, I don't know that that'll ever go away. I think it's just going to be at higher levels. Am, am I, I'm still going to be insecure about the things I am, most likely, even when I have the results. Do you feel insecure anymore about being short? Oh, yeah, for sure. Really? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I don't know that that'll ever go away. But also, are you just better? Unless at, I get taller. <laughs> <laughs> what about, are you getting better at dealing with that? Like, does it, does it control you like it used to? It doesn't control me, but it's still, I still think about it. I'd be lying if I said I didn't. When we, we met the real yes. estate. Yeah, that happened? Yep. Okay, interesting. I sensed it. Because he's super tall, um, more than I thought. So just behind the scenes a little here, Evan Kugler is now a client of mine. And he sold us this studio space, which yeah. is really cool. He was coming to check on us and all that. And um, we did a virtual tour of this before we decided to go forward. And we just met him for the first time in person. And I was like, oh, wow, you're like really tall. You know, and that, that was the first thing I said. And so... Um, I just wanted to ask you that because it's like me and him are both like over six feet and, and I was wondering if that was something you still deal with. Yeah, so. it, and that's the other thing too. Like now we talk openly about it. At one point I probably wouldn't even talked about that, but I just feel like it is what it is. I feel like it loses power when you talk about it. Like I when I told you that I didn't like my nose or whatever. I feel um, like it, hiding from it never. Unless did. somebody that wants to hurt you hears it. <laughs> and then That's they can an use it against point. you. Right. Nobody's ever really said that to me. Actually, one person did one time. Some, a female did. Um, it was interesting. But, you know, it, it is what it is. So why, why do you stop hiding from, from them now? Because I, I totally agree. They control you when you hide from them. Right. When, you come, when you open up and admit it, at least, at least it's... The elephant's still in the room, but like it's not as bad. Especially yeah. if it's somebody that is dealing with the same thing as you. Right. It's not like the boogeyman. It's it's not like this monster right. in the closet. It's and you realize it, it won't kill you either. Talking about it, like it is what it is. And you can start working on it. Yeah. Like if it's something you can. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Okay. So number two sixty one, we have the number one thing holding you back, which is belief. So what is your new take on that? I think I still believe that. I think the number one thing holding most most people back is belief. Um, I think if you struggle with belief, you should start setting small goals. Small, like minuscule, very, very small. Something that almost that you know you can do. You can borrow belief, but it's like, you know, you could borrow milk from your neighbor too, but you have to figure out how to get your own eventually. Right. Or you're always going to be relying on those other external things. Right. Right? So I, I just think that if you still struggle with belief, again, I do occasionally as well, um, reflect Look at how far you've come. Again, at one point, I didn't think I could get $50 a 
a week. Now I'm getting 10 times that. Right. Right. And now it's like the same thing of like, okay, can I actually do this? Um, (laughs) You know, but I think that making sure you're looking back and reflecting is, is so important. Like Alan and I spent the entire day, Monday, moving into the new studio and I was like burning down the day before and I was looking at old episodes, all of them. I went back to like 102 or something. I went way back. Yeah. And I was just looking at like, oh, we've come so far. I love how 102 is way back. It's way back. I know, yeah. <laughs> I but it was just nice to look back and say like, yeah, it's hard. Things were hard that day. I was overwhelmed, but like we've come a long way and we've overcome a lot of stuff along the way. I saw a Facebook memory of two years ago, the very first time we interviewed Evan Carmichael. Mm. So, and also this past weekend I was at the lake house with Emilia and I got to show her for the very first time the, the video from Your World Within. And what's crazy is she wasn't there. Right. Like, I didn't even... It's so weird because I've only been with her for seven months, but she feels like such an integral part of everything I am now. It's so weird that, like, a year ago, mm. she wasn't, like, there in Florida with us, you know, especially because she knows everybody now, and she's so hyper-conscious. So it's just... it's Reflecting is huge. All right, so what is my new take on the number one thing holding you back? I would say... I don't know if this is new, because I've been saying this for a while. I don't know if I was saying this back then. I think... You have to have three fundamental beliefs in order to really lean into anything. And this goes back to, if you're hiding from your insecurities and if you're not using your intuition, here's another thing. This is all kind of synchronistic and connected. The first one is using your intuition. The second one is insecurities stop hiding from them. I believe without the belief, you're not going to be able to use your intuition because you're not going to plug anything in the GPS. Mm. And I believe you're going to hide from your insecurities because you don't believe you can change them. So I think belief is the root. And the three beliefs that I believe you must have, and hopefully you've heard me say this before. If not, this is, this is fire. I heard this from Tony Robbins. Yeah, we did. That's right. That's right. The three beliefs you must have. So number one, you must believe it's possible. Number two, you must believe it's possible for you. And then number three, and this is the one I think most people struggle with, you must believe subconsciously that it's worth it. Yeah. And this is the thing about beliefs that's so hard, man. Remember when uh, Shauna Pelton did muscle testing on me? Our beliefs are subconscious. Yeah. We don't know. I had a subconscious aversion to cars and mechanics and doing things around the house, and I didn't know why that, but I realize now, after a, a big crying moment, um, that it was an aversion from my childhood. And we're going to do an episode on, on why crying is a good thing, yeah. and shedding yeah, old be, skins. That'll and be an like interesting that. one. Yeah, it will. But uh, I think that's what I've learned about belief, is it's not just about, like, oh, I believe in myself. It's, like, really digging into, like, why. I'll end on this. I had a client recently. You remember when we did the seven whys with you? Yep. And you ended up feeling not good enough, and then I asked why, and we got to the root. I did that with a client recently, and it always comes back from my perspective. Every time I've seen this done, and I've done it with myself, done it with you, it always comes back to when we were a little kid, there was someone who just really was not there for us, loving us in a way we wanted to be loved or we weren't significant when we should have been, or whatever. And again, we all struggle with this, and I think both ego, overbelief, and I guess I should say, I think arrogance and insecurity are both root causes of not being loved during a time of trauma. And uh, so that's what I would say about belief. Dig, ask yourself the question why seven times. I don't know why it's seven. Apparently there's some neuroscience around the seven layers of the ego and different stuff like that. But ask yourself why seven times. I'll give you one example. One of my clients was struggling to make sales calls. And we just dug into why. 
And I just kept asking why. I kept asking why. And what's interesting is she pivoted away. I could tell. We got to like the fifth one and she, she kind of went a different way. And I had to go, we got to the seventh one and I said, honestly, I want you to go back to number four and I want you to not avoid it because I noticed you avoided the truth there. And then give me the real reason why. And then we sat with it. And this is a process. I mean, it took us probably 20 minutes. And eventually we ended on the last seven, the last seventh why. And it was like, I think it was actually the eighth one, believe it or not. And I remember saying, okay, that's the end of the call. Um, her husband was with her. Uh, just, just be there for her. Like, I'm, I'm going to go. Whatever that answer is for you, sit with that for a moment and think about it and, and, and figure out how much that's stopping you from believing in yourself. Because if you're bad at sales it, it, or you're, you're struggling to sell your product, it's either you don't believe in yourself enough, you don't believe in your product enough, you don't believe the people need it enough, mm-hmm. you don't believe the hard work will be worth it, there's something underneath it. I think all lack of action is uncertainty. And I think uncertainty is a lack of belief. Yeah, I agree. I agree with all that. Okay. Showing warmth versus showing strength was Ah. episode number 265. I'm grateful this was one of them. Uh, I think this is a powerful episode. So what do you think now with this framework? I think everything's the dance between two extremes. This is E's and M's and all that. So what do you think is the new take on this? I don't know. I, I try to show so much. I try to show strength through so much warmth. That's kind of how I, like, I don't know. I, I feel like being very nice to people, being very understanding and very supportive and treating somebody like a human being sometimes is the strongest thing you can do. Right. I think that's, that's how I want to, that and leading by example. Like, if you're warm under pressure, that is strong. Oh, yeah. Right? That's a different level of strength. So, yeah, it's easy to be warm when everything's great. Yeah. yeah. I, for me, um lean into your warmth I would say lean into your warmth just make sure that you're not being taken advantage of right because I think you can be you can show strength with pure pure warmth I I recently we did an episode on leading with your heart and the young lady who does the show notes for us listened to it and said oh that's why you're so understanding because we talked about like I want to be supportive. If something comes up, I'm not going to get mad about it. Right. Right? Like, I believe in failing forward. I believe that if you're giving me your best effort, we're working together. Like, I'm very flexible. I'm very understanding. So how do you know when to be strong versus warm? Because, like, so with the me being late thing, you've been very warm and understanding, especially when something's going on at home or, like, with my heart. But then there's other times where it's like, how do you know when to hold someone accountable versus when to be Their warm? attitude. It's, the, it's you it's you that decides that more than me. You know, if like something happens and there's like a apology, I don't need to be, I don't need to show strength necessarily. Right. But if, if somebody shows up and is coming from a place of ego, right. that's when it's like, I might not be as warm. Right. I might be more like, cause then you get what you tolerate and then it'll keep happening. Kind of. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. I feel like you, you have to mirror the other person, but better. You have to mirror them in the direction you want to go. Like, if you come in with ego, I, I'm going to give you some back, but I'm going to try to de-escalate it. And I'm not always great at that, obviously. Can you give me an example, even if it's hypothetical? Um, or anonymous, rather? I guess, where was a time where you had to show strength, not warmth? Or, or maybe you had to show some strength and, and it was difficult for you to stay warm. Because honestly, I str- and again, this is drive to five. You're it's, good at showing It's warmth. only with certain people. Right. It's easy for me to show strength with you because I know it won't offend you. Oh. It's easy. 
Right. So with other people, I'm, I think I walk a tighter line. Okay. How do you know to do that? I mean, I don't know because the other thing is like I communicate with like five people. <laughs> I, honestly, like everybody right. I talk to kind of, I have a really good relationship with. Right. You know, like, I don't know. It's, that's a weird one for me. I, I know I've learned a lot, but if anything, I've leaned into to warmth more than strength. I think what's interesting about this, I think we're all righty and lefty. And I guess my new take on this one, to get back to the main episode, episode topic here, it, it's we're naturally good at one or the other. What I've, I've found very few people who are really good at both. And that doesn't mean you can't be. It just means we have to understand which one we're naturally good at. I know for a fact I'm better at the strength than the warmth in terms of like my self-discipline, my structure, my, you know, truth, my... And what's, what I think is tough is it's hard to give away that which you don't have for yourself. So for example, if I skip a workout, like I want to be mad at myself genuinely because that's unacceptable to me. But yet with a client... I want to bring warmth to that and support them. And so I think it's really hard for people who, I'll just say this. If you see someone, The, the Rock is the best at this. I've never seen someone more self-disciplined at holding himself accountable, but yet not imposing those standards on other people. Mm. He's so warm and loving with others, but very hard on himself. And I, if you want great things, I genuinely believe you'll have to do that. And I honestly think you're really good at that too. Like I think you're you hold yourself accountable to a very very high standard in almost everything, but yet you don't impose that on other people because you realize that that's ignorant. Like maybe they don't want what I want. Well, I want to be a leader. I don't. You definitely don't what I don't want what I want. Right. Almost nobody does. Even you. You want similar, but you don't want the same exact things I do. Right. Right. So like, I think that showing people, this is what I'm doing. I'm gonna do this every day. This is my life. This is who I am. If you want me to help you achieve your version of that, cool. If you want to help me to help you stay accountable, cool. You don't want to want what I want, most likely. And let's, that's fine. Let's say I'm your client and I'm not following through. And you know that the cold hard truth might help me in the long run, but it's going to hurt in the moment. And I'm, I'm not following through. I'm only doing, you know, you tell me to work out every day and I don't do it. Or whatever, because I want to lose weight. And you can tell it's hurting my self-esteem that I'm not following through. What do you tell me? How do you be warm but also strong? It depends because when I start coaching somebody, I ask how they like to be communicated with. Right. Some people want the honest truth. The other thing is like, you know, I've had it before. Where I just say like, hey, remember, you're the one who set this goal. Like if the goal changed, that's fine. Right. But if the goal is the same, the effort has changed and you're, not, you're just not going to get there with your current behavior. It just, it just won't happen. And like you're going to, will you regret that? Right. If we keep doing what you're doing, will you regret that? I almost make them show strength against themselves. Interesting, yeah. That's fire. But that's just the way... But again, I am becoming more... more, um, Not hardcore. Right. But like if my client says, like, give it to me straight, I'll, I'll say, like, look, I don't care that it's Sunday. Post on social media. It's simple. Right. Every day. You just, you're supposed to do it every day. Every day is Sunday. Right. Sunday's a day. Right. Right. So, like, it depends on the person. Yeah. We got two minutes, so we got to hammer this. Yeah, let's do the next one. So why you should love money. This more than ever, like is the most appropriate thing for us to talk about. That was episode 268. Yeah. Um, because without money, we wouldn't have the studio. Without money, we wouldn't be able to just say like, oh, let's buy this stuff and put it up. We wouldn't be able to have these chairs. Yep. You know, like everything, Mics, camera. everything in this room costs money. Yep. And when you change your association with money, 
if, if you said like I, water is bad, people who drink water are bad people, you would never drink water. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people have a negative association with money because in the movies, the people that are rich are always terrible people. And they're arrogant and yeah, all that stuff. And, yeah. and people say money is the root of all evil and this business does this. Like, Sure, there's a lot of people that have money that are bad. There's also a lot of people that have money that are the most amazing people in the world that you'd ever, ever meet. Right. Right? And I think part of that is a fear. And I think also some of it's a justification of saying like, I'll, I hate money even though I don't because I don't know how to get it. it yeah, exactly. You know? It's easier to hate something than it is to like admit that right. you, right. What you, do you think? aren't good at it. What do you think? So what, one you? minute left. Why you should love money. It's like what Kevin said. Honestly, money is the lifeblood of the impact you can have. I honestly believe the Jim Carrey quote, and I say this a lot, it's the, the most valuable currency is the effect you have on others. At the end of your life, you're gonna, what, what's going to matter most is how much you grew, how much you contributed to the people you love. And without money, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Like we, we can add more value to all of you right now because we had enough money, enough cash flow to buy mics to have laptops that work, that function. So I think money is about utility. In other words, what do you do with it? How do you make it and how much do you make? And I think all three of those factors matter and I think your relationship with money needs to be positive if you want to have a successful, fulfilling life and I'm more convinced of that than ever. Yeah, again, you don't have to want to be a trillionaire. You don't have to want to be a billionaire, a millionaire. Right. But, you know, I don't think you can let it be a bottleneck intentionally. Right. You can't say like, I don't care about money Okay, you could say money is not the number one thing for me. That's fine. Right. But you do, you have to care about right. money in some way. Like, you can't just say, I don't care about my health. It's just a different level. Maybe you don't want to go to the gym every day. That's fine. But make sure you're drinking your water. Like, right. you know, you don't have to want a trillion dollars. But you should have enough, want to have enough to be comfortable. Right. Right? I think... The most powerful thing you can say about this is this. Your money doesn't buy happiness, but it can buy choices. Yes. I I'll just get vulnerable here for a minute. I miss my home I grew up in because it was on the lake, it was beautiful. And I realized when I moved out to an apartment complex, which is a wonderful apartment complex, last thing here. I realized like money doesn't buy happiness, but it kind of does if you spend it right. In other words, you don't get to choose where you want to live if you don't have any money. Yeah. It's just the way it's set up. Money, to quote Evan Carmichael, money should not be number one, but it also shouldn't be number five. I think mastery is first, impact is second, and then uh, money's third. I think the first that matters is who you become, number one. Who you become, skills you develop, personal growth. Number two is what you do with that to impact others. Number three is money, and they're all connected. So that's fire. Ladies and gentlemen, first, well, this is actually going to be the second episode that you hear in the new studio because... We're recording this one before the other one, but it's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. We definitely need some soundproofing because I feel like the echo is heavy. That's right. what, So if, if our tonality is different, it's because we're trying to limit the amount of echoes here. I know that I'm quieter than I usually am. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I figure we both probably are. I we, sense that. We hope you enjoyed this and we will talk to you on Sunday. Talk to you soon. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, we hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, it would mean the world to us if you would share this with your friends. And if you have any questions, please reach out to Kevin or myself. Our contact information is in the show notes and we can't wait to hear from you. Guys, we wouldn't be able to do this without you. So if you would kindly leave us a review on iTunes, that would help us make more people hyper-conscious.